you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Coming up on Total Access, the locker room. Who's your favorite quarterback to sack and why? First of all, all of them. But be- <laughs> Non-discriminatory. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that got the feeling shirt when they got hit was the best. Brady, Brady was the greatest. He would just chew out his own lineman. <laughs> Welcome to NFL Total Access, The Locker Room. I'm Michael Robinson, joined by former head coach Brian Billick. Coach, what's going on, big dog? Uh, doing great, doing great. Love with the, I love visiting with the guests we have today. Absolutely. We're going to let you guys in on what players and coaches really talk about inside the locker room. Today, it's all about getting after the quarterback and an elite pass rusher, Jared Allen. And what I what I did not know about Jared before speaking with him is just how smart this guy is, man. I used to try to chip this guy when I played in the league, and he always gave me something back, and I always ended up on my backside, Coach. So to know that he knew what was going on, it was totally interesting, and, 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 and it did something for me, man. Yeah, he didn't like those chippers, so no. I get mad. I'm, it was fun to talk to him about that. And in today's game, how it's changed with obviously the athletic quarterbacks, the style that these defensive linemen now have to take on with a wider open game. Fascinating to hear a guy of that caliber talk about how the game has changed for pass rushers. Let's bring in Jared Allen, one of my favorite football players. Not only one of my favorite football players, but one of my favorite human beings of all time. And I hated playing against you, Jared. I really hated playing against you. You talk so much trash, and I never got a good hit on you, but we're going to get into that here in a minute. But you have to start off every NFL Total Access podcast with a locker room with the locker room story, brother. Do you have one for us? I have, I mean, I can write a book, right? I'm like, I'm like Jose Canseco. I'll keep most of them private, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, one of the what I guess I'll start from the beginning back when I was in Kansas City, right? So uh, Coach Ramil, who you know, Coach knows very well. Yeah. Uh, actually, first time I met Coach was in at a training yeah. camp in Kansas City. Right. But uh, we were in. Goodness, I think this was my rookie year. I think it was my rookie year. Well, you know, first they got all the turkey stuff they always do, right? So they always yeah. do that way. But this year, Coach Ramil, I think it was my rookie or my second year. I can't remember that. But for me, it was honest all week about about toughness, 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 right? 
and it was going into uh it was it was my rookie year for the turkey thing that's what it was so kieran fox who was our third round pick i was the fourth round pick he didn't go get his turkeys <laughs> so you know and, and, and Vermeil was always on his time and, and anybody knows coach Vermeil, pecking order is a real deal right like really we were allowed we had each had of our individual uh player leaders I, you know, you couldn't go directly to Coach Vermeil. You had to go to your player rep, basically your player leader. What? He would address things with Coach Vermeil, and that's how information got passed down. And uh, so I remember walking by, walking by the linebacker room, and Coach Fred Pugich, one of my favorite human beings all the time, <laughs> is literally yelling, "Help!" <laughs> what? <laughs> because I guess Monty Biesel, he confronted Kieran Fox about the turkey thing. Fox was like, yuck, kiss my butt. I'm not doing that crap. Oh, <laughs> boy. They took his clothes, put it in the cold tub, threw it outside. And if everybody oh, the clothes up. They you know, got into it. He decided that uh, fist custard suit to follow. So they got nose to nose in the linebacker room. Punches started getting thrown. What? Uh, Pug was right in the middle of it. And all <laughs> the loose. Are you going with some turkeys? People just dragged each other. The old linebacker melee. It was awesome. I think Coach got the worst of it, though. You know, they were all scuffed up going out to practice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it ended up leaning over. We ended up in a brawl at practice. Too. That's what I was going to say. Did it Did it yeah. go on to practice? Oh, it was, it was not <laughs> fights, fights, fights happen often. So as a rookie, rookie, you're thinking, this is just the way it is in the NFL. It's on every week. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang, what happened? And, you know, and then, then, you know, then you got to talk. Then you're, you're trying to ask, like, oh, who got the better of who? And, you know, you got – Fox had like busted eye. Monty had a busted mouth. <laughs> oh my goodness, for real! And then it was like, all right, let's get let's let's wrap it up, get out to practice, get to work. Well, well, Jerry, but before we get into how you got after quarterbacks, talking about that story right there, I, if you go back, you know, I won Super Bowl forty eight with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh yeah. And if you and if you look at our team picture, um, you're gonna see Golden Tate has a little glaze around his eye. You know what I'm saying? I had to break up a fight between him and Percy Harvin right before we took the picture. So okay, that was crazy because I remember hearing about that. And Percy, <laughs> man, I love Percy to death. Percy was great. Like, he's a great yeah. teammate. He got it. He he came in with a bad rap, and I remember Coach telling me like, "Hey, you need to pull this dude aside." And yeah, we all thought we were gonna have to have this crazy, you know, sit down with him and, and let him know how things through. That dude came in, practiced his butt off, worked hard. Uh, you know, his real issues was, was more with coaches than anybody. Else. Exactly, exactly. He did not, not like how the coaches were using him. I, 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 I have a very funny locker room story about him and him and Coach Fred. It's not so funny, actually. <laughs> the only, you know, training room stuff is off. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Percy Harvin's exit of the Minnesota Vikings is legend. It's one of the – I tell people, like, I've never heard anything like that. It was I was like a kid in the room when Coach and him were going at it. To where you know mom and dad are fighting and you you don't know what to do, so I just put my headphones on. Like, whoa, whoa, Jared, you, coach, I, I can't let him go without going a little bit down that path, well, man. Short, you know, Percy, Percy, and coach, they were, they were at odds, and uh, I think you know with their extension, whatever. You know, players, we we focus on the locker room. Yeah, he's got beef, whether it's with a coach, whether it's business related, whatever it was. And we all we all knew Percy as we knew Percy. Dude worked his butt off, played his butt off, and was great in the locker room for us. But uh, him and Coach were into something, and Coach made a comment. Percy made a comment. Oh, oh boy. A, bunch of, a bunch of comments. <laughs> <laughs> and Percy, Percy was about that life, man. Percy, Percy was hooked up to a, to an anchor machine. He ripped all of his treatment off. <laughs> Jake, love you, bro. Holler I'm out. That's I'm how he said it. I never saw him again. 
He dropped wow. the mic? Are you kidding me? Wow. I'm out. Uh, well, I remember the the last time you and I talked, I think I was doing games for Fox, and I had a Minnesota game. You're like, this mic. And so uh, we had talked to Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, and all this. And so I'm asking Jared. I said, now, when Leslie calls this stunt or that game, Jared goes, Oh no no! We never listen to Leslie. We just pick it on the. I just tell the. He goes. We just wink at one another and decide who goes first and say, "Yeah, we never do anything that Leslie calls." I'm going. Oh, okay. This is going to be good. And they were pretty darn good at it. So. Oh yeah, Frazier. Oh, I love I love Frazier to death. Like honestly, I'm, I'm so happy he's doing so well up in Minnesota. Like I mean, up in uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Like, Buffalo. That's yeah. a because McDermott was an amazing D coordinator when I was in Carolina, and uh, and I've I've told Coach Frazier, you know, like. His his life calling is the coordinator, right? Um, and you know, just he that dude can that dude knows how to call. He more he knows how to, he knows how to manage players, right? Let it go. But we right. would he would get in a situation, he would panic. He would always want to run a pass rush game, and, and like and it's like trying, you know, like hey, coach, you're, you're focused on the back end. I get it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we got we got this. We, we got this. Butt off first, second down to get in third and seven. You want to call a game? Like no, <laughs> across the line. No, get shut up. We're not doing that. So all right, whatever. And Dunbar used to just shake his head. It would come in. They would call games too, and I'm like, oh, this is just stupid. You know, call call ET games off the bat. We don't have a choice to set it up. And uh, Kevin and I would just be like, nah. Or Coach Frazier would get super mad because I I I'd pick up on something and know it was uh was a pass or something. And I'd jump from an eight to a nine real quick. Yeah. And or a six, you know, whatever, whoever, whoever you want to call it. And uh, he'd be like, what, what are you doing? I'm like, ah, I saw something, coach. <laughs> saw something. I, I just got to react, man. I had to react at it. Well, yeah. back, like, we were always, we, we were obviously a hardcore cover two team. And we played cover two really, really well because yeah. we had a really good front seven for many years. And we, we, we'd get into it and we'd get in situations and he'd run. We, every time he'd call a cover one, we would just be like, Oh, what are you doing? You're killing us. You're killing us, Sam. Starting 12. Like, <laughs> well, Jerry, in that, in, in, that same, in that same breath, man, like, come on, man. Like, you, you talked about the coaches that you had and scheming up how to get the quarterbacks. But which, what was your biggest secret in how you got the quarterback? Takes the snap, gets it off. He's back to pass. Pressured by Jared Allen. And he's sacked. Because I tell people all the time, the toughest guy to get a clean shot on that I've ever played against has been Jared Allen. Like, you were just a slippery dude. And then you turn around and laugh at me after I would miss you. Like, dude, what are you doing? And I'm like, bro. So what's your biggest oh, secret, man? That's <laughs> what I try to tell people. Uh, honestly, great coaching. So I, my first coach in the league was Bob Carmelowitz, and he was a mm -hmm. technician. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, Bob, I mean, he just, he was amazing. He was all about technique, 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 and teaching us like how to read on the run, right? And understand yeah. the philosophy. And only place I've ever been where we had a, we had an anatomy skeleton in our room, right? And learned about big bones, little bones, and and how to manipulate the body, really? right? And, and the concept of, you know, I had to stop your inside half to beat your outside half, right? And triangulating the body and, and stuff like that. But then understanding he was really good about understanding protections as well too. Right. So it's like, I always kind of knew how running backs thought too. Right. So we didn't always communicate across the wind, knowing that if, you, if I'm a big, most times you guys are going to chop a big, yeah. right. But you're not going to chop, you can't, you know, you're not going to chop a middle. If you take if you, if you got the mic on a blitz, you're not going to chop in because it's the middle of the middle of the pocket. You got to keep them up. Right. Um, so just understanding those nuances like that. That's why I used to get so pissed at uh, Sean Merriman. Cause I'm like, 
these dudes are blocking this dude in the chest. If I go to Bull Rush back, I ended up on my chin, right? Knee yeah. Right yep. I mean, we had to fake and jump. Um, yeah, just that was it. Was really, you know, Coach Coach Carm was really, really good at understanding teaching us how to use our bodies and understanding concepts of of blocking, so we can anticipate things. Um, and then there's just, you know, I think what a lot of people don't understand, and maybe they understand it more now, but the transition from college to pros mm-hmm. in the pass rush game is sheer violence. Really? Right. Like pass rush is a violent sport. It's a violent art. And too many guys try to, you know, too duck much, and, and yeah, you can run, you can run around guys for a while, but eventually we used to say, if you weren't, if we weren't in a fight within three steps, you were already lost. Cause we only had 2.25 seconds to get to the quarterback. I never thought about it. Yeah, that so way, bro. For us, it was all hand to hand combat. It was, it was me personally willing to do whatever I had to do to, to, to take that dude out in front of me. And then, you know, back before they changed the rules too, you know, we used to punch people in the throat and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, anything we could do. But part of the reason, you know, we used to run our, I, you know, for me, I, I love talking trash anyways, but if I could get that guy focused on me and pissed off on me, well, guess what? Now he's not, he's not in sync with his other offensive linemen. Right. He's worried about me. He's asking for chip help. You know what I mean? And, and so you, and, and with chip, we always had a chip, the chipper rule. So it was, it was kind of like, you know, so many guys are feared the chip. I actually love, I, I, I always expected chip. So I learned how to, to work with it. Right. And now, now all of a sudden it's not one-on-one anymore. The communication between you and the offensive lineman got to be on point. Yep. So if you think all of a sudden, Oh, and most, and ninety percent of the time, when an offensive lineman expects a chip, he's going to set you inside. He's going to set, yeah. He's going to set you inside, <laughs> yep. right? So if, if then I if I can push the field and I can fake inside, you think, oh, he's got the inside, he's going in. So maybe I'll quicker release out to the flare than I could be because now I got an edge short of the corner, or I'm going to attack you, right? He's going to think I'm up, and then when you go to chip me, I'll just spin off the chip, or chip, you know, chip the chipper and try to split it. So yeah, those were all of our our techniques, wow. and our models and compliance, but. Ultimately, it was like, because, you know, we've all taken, anybody DM who's taken a good chip, it sucks that you're living like you're literally. And and so it's it's, it's it's kind of like, all right, well, I got one opportunity just to hit this dude so hard that he does not want to chip me. <laughs> oh, I missed him on the next one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just took the wrong angle, you know. And well, uh, with, along with that, and you got to tell us a little bit about the 22 sack year. And in particular, you ended up just that half. Half sack short. Talk, talk about that year. Yes, that was a crazy year. I, I try to I try to tell people uh, the only difference between that year and the in the year I have you know twelve or thirteen or something like that is you don't I just didn't miss. Yeah. Um, and you know even though we were three and thirteen like that year we blew and it's it's sad to say as a defense player but we blew some big leads. <laughs> Not all of it was on the defense. <laughs> big leads. I mean I think we were up in the Bucks like twenty three nothing lost that game, but a lot of it came with. Uh, it just, you just didn't miss. And it was one of those things where it, it just, it, it came together and, and guys were, guys were on it. Um, you know, so it, I, not, like you said, it wasn't anything special. It's just one of those things where I, I came out the gates hot, um, you know, and it just, it just, it just picked up and we had opportunities to get, I and mean, then you just stack multiples. Steps up, hit by Jared Allen. He's hurt and sacked again. He steps up. Jared Allen got him. And there it is. Jared Allen has done it. 22 sacks, a new Minnesota Vikings record. That's what I try to tell you. Like those 22, if people are like, oh, why can why isn't that repeatable? So much stuff has to have to align for that to happen. Um, like you said, you got to stack game after game after game after game with sacks. 
you have to stack game after game after game with multiples. And, and then, you know, like I said, you just can't miss. And I think anybody that's worth their salt remembers the ones they missed more than the ones that they got. Absolutely. And, and that's, and I go back and I look and I say, I mean, that's, that's what I can count the three I missed that year. Uh, I hit Drew Brees right as he was throwing the ball and the ball went forward and they called an incomplete pass. They took a sack from me on Wednesday after we played Green Bay and gave it a team sack because they said Aaron muffed the ball. Uh, Really? That was my 23rd. And then Uh, that game too, the one that actually, and that one, I'm like, that one hurts. That one really hurts. But because I had it, I had it after the game. They took it away from me on Wednesday. But I'll never forget that one. This is where you know I was trying to celebrate too soon. (laughs) I came through on a blitz, and I hit Aaron in the legs. And I thought he was down. I went and I was celebrating. <laughs> Antoine nice behind me and, and finished the sack. And they gave me oh, 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 man. Yeah, two opportunities that one. Um, but other than that, I mean, I can't really think of any other ones that, you know, but yeah, everything else kind of fell in line. And uh, so, yeah, the 22s, it was just, it was, it was crazy. And then the last game of the year, I'll never forget. I told my buddy, I said, uh, we had friends in town for the last game. And he's like, how, how you feeling? You know, and, but, and, and more importantly, I think, I wasn't even focused on 21, you know, beating, you know, beating Dolman's record or getting straight. I, I think I had, to, I had to get four to get Stray's record and four yeah. sacks in any game. is. Yeah. I mean, that, not, the odds aren't in your favor. But I was more trying to keep the sack lead, right? So where at the time, I think I had 18 and a half going to that game. Where had like 17 and a half or 18. And Jason Babin came out of nowhere. And oh, and I forgot sacks, about right? Babin. Yeah. Right? yeah. And Babin all of a sudden had two three years of just like 15 you know, <laughs> what's going on here and uh so i'm like the year the year i'm going to be 20 plus sacks i might not even get the sack title i mean what is wow. this is crazy <laughs> uh, so i was focused more on that i was telling my buddy he's like i was like dude it's one of those it's one of those all-in moments where you're like this is going to be either epically good or epically bad i'm either going <laughs> to get really probably break this record or I am going to fail. Get shut out. Yeah. I'm not going to have a sack. I'm going to get like negative production points. Uh, well, luckily the crazy, worked out well. I, I, and I had the ladder, or the, the, the previous one is the ladder. The crazy part about it, and coach, you know about this. In every offensive meeting room that year, you were circled on the board as make sure this guy does not get to our quarterback. Forget everybody else. Just make sure he doesn't wreck your wreck our wreck our game plan. Who is your favorite quarterback to sack, and why? Oh, first of all, all of them, but be, <laughs> uh, non-discriminatory. Yeah, <laughs> I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> equal opportunity. Hey, there you, you go. go. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think the t- like the Paytons, you know, Brady, Breeze, they're so hard to get to. Hard to get there. Yeah. So yeah. fast. So when you finally accomplish that, because it, it, it's frustrating because you'll you'll they'll make subpar linemen. Mm-hmm good because the ball's out right and then you got a guy that's, oh you ain't getting nothing i'm like what you're in my that's play. their like, job that's their job if, if that was any other quarterback besides peyton you'd be cut bro like you're oh. that bad like, <laughs> don't uh, do them like that Jerry. so it's like a double you're almost rushing against two opponents right so those are the guys that when you get to them it's the best and then uh, I used to love hitting Philip because you know he would jaw and whine <laughs> and, and all that stuff so that, that always made it fun uh yeah, anybody anybody that got their feelings hurt when they got hit was the best. Brady, Brady was a great. He would just chew out his own line. <laughs> oh, you you alluded to it earlier uh, when you were talking about you know in the old days it was just hand to hand combat and it was yeah. just a violent. But a couple things 
the rule changes in terms of where you can hit a quarterback now is so prohibitive for a defensive lineman. And with the way the game is going, uh, more wide open, three and four wides, they're opening up a lot more edges. Yeah. So, yeah, talk about it's crazy. So I, I, I caught a glimpse. I don't watch a whole lot of professional football these days, but um, I caught a glimpse of the, of the game the other night. And this whole like hand touching the helmet of the quarterback yeah, is so yeah. ridiculous. They've got to figure out intent, right? Like I'm all yeah. for player safety, but there's got to be intent in it. And you are changing the outcomes of games. I don't know. I don't know if this, the stats are still the same, but when I was playing, there was a stat that basically if, if, if a drive got continued based on a penalty, it's like a 90% chance the offense scores, right? right. So you're, you're shifting the game on, on something that's not intent. A guy reaching for a ball and touch it. I mean, why, might as well take the helmet off the quarterback then. Put him in the uh, red jersey. Yep. And so it started changing probably, I think in 2008 or nine, it started changing. Um, one of those years, I got fined like 150000 <laughs> or something stupid like that. But yeah, and I, and I had to go to the league office and I straight up and I told them, maybe, I, maybe this is why they fired me. <laughs> I was like, watch you put a strike zone on them then, right? I can't hit them in the knees. And you know what they told me in the league office? They said, I, I got pulled down by a tackle and I hit Shab in the knee. Um, and they told me, I'm sorry. And, and they told me I had to learn how to fall differently. Huh? <laughs> what? I had to learn how to fall differently. Right. And and then I remember one time they, they talked about you, you can't drive them to the ground and you got to turn your body in midair. And, you know, I just, I threw my hands. I said, listen, I'll just take the fines. I'll keep hitting people. <laughs> then, I think that's, that's to me, that's, there's a difference in the game right now is that you don't see the art. You don't see the technicians right now. Everybody's a so-called specialist and you got a guy at 230 rushing off the edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very, there's very few technicians in, in this game. I think Miles Garrett is, uh, is, is young, but has the ability that he could, he could be crazy. I mean, he's already really good, mm-hmm. but I, if that dude, that dude could hone in even more technique and be crazy, crazy good. Uh, Daniil Hunter, he is one of my favorite guys in the league right. right now. Uh, those two both remind me of like a young Julius Peppers. You know what I mean? That, that table body frame and, and the ability to use their length to their advantage. Uh, so I, I think for me, and then you talk about opening up edges, but yeah, it, it's almost like a false sense of security, right? You almost feel like you're getting more one-on-ones than you're getting because of all these RPOs. And now you got right. the mm-hmm. West Coast offense on steroids because everything's a short pass. Everything's yep. checked down. Uh, there's no seven-step drops anymore, you know. Like I said, there's, there's almost – there was a sense of pride, too. Now everybody's trying to find matchups, too, right? Who can ma- How do I match up my best guy against the weakest guy, which I can appreciate. But I remember <laughs> Bob told me, he said, listen, you want to be the best, you play on the right side. He said, you're going to get chipped. They're going to know exactly where you are, and you're going to show up every week, and you're going to bust that dude's ass in front of you, and that's mm. going to be his best player. And and that's what it was, right? The left tackle was the best on that side. I was supposed to be the best on my side. Let's have, let's have a very physical battle and see who wins. And so now I just feel like there's there's a lot of nuances that people try to outthink each other, and you take away that sheer art and the, and the, and the, and that, and the violence, and violence in a way that isn't like, it's just fun to watch. It's yeah, control. It, yeah. yeah it, it's 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 fun to watch. It's it's that ability to, you know, a guy get punched in his neck, but then you see him. You know, how did he bend like that? It's <laughs> you know, crazy. When I heard we were going to talk with you, uh, I thought you were just the one, Jared. I thought of because Mike and I have had a, a running commentary about in the new game how with these athletic quarterbacks, yep. you got to bring a minute. You got to bring five six man rush, and you got to do mush rush. You can't let them outside. And I'm thinking, yeah. I'm going to tell Jared Allen, yeah, I really don't want you to sack the quarterback, okay? I just want you to hold up the edge, but I, you really don't have to get home. Yeah, that would, that's going to work. And you can ask any one of my coaches. We've had those conversations before. They've not gone yeah. well. 
I mean, they, we used to try to, they used to talk about rushing Aaron Rodgers that way too, right? Mm. And I used to get just livid and say, you have to shoot. Like, okay, it, the back end's going to have to do their job. If he gets out of the pocket, it's great. But if we sit there and we rush this guy and let him throw the ball, we are going to get destroyed. Yeah. You know, so for me, I would rather take my shot. I would I would rather miss, have a guy escape. And if you got a good D line, if you got guys, they'll overlap. So we always, yep. uh, you know, replace color with color, right? So Kevin and I, half the time, you know, we always knew, and Pat and, and everybody, everybody knew I, I'm going to take the inside rush every single chance. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So they'll cover and, you. Yeah. Yep. So it, it ends up being natural games that work out better, right? I mean, it, and now if I see if I saw Kevin or Pat up the field and they whoop their guy quick, well, good. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to say. But then again, I might have to replace them to the inside because of. Because if they cut, if they got the edge, there's no sense of me wasting my time running around the edge that way. So we always kind of knew how to play off each other. And I used to tell Pat, like, you push, just push the pocket three yards, and I'll get you six sacks. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll chase the guy to you, right? Um, so then I think, I think, but I think too many people with that mush rush, that mentality of, of control, them, they're not, they're missing an opportunity to set traps. So uh-huh. we used to, we used to play Drew Brees this way, knowing that he loved to escape to the B gap, right? Short court, short mm-hmm. guy, he's going to try to get up in the pocket and get the ball out. So I remember he was with, uh, first guy with the Saints. We used to rush straight up the field and counter straight back to the B gap. Everybody yeah, just really and and Carm would just be like, trust me, he will be He'll there be eventually. Uh. We had pushed the pocket up the field, the quarterback depth, right? Start start leaning on it and counter back to the B gap. And sure enough, I mean after time, boom, he's there. Yep. Michael wow. Vick was the same way. Vic Vic would always want to escape to his left. That's his right? dominant right. hand. Yep. Right? And he would always hit you with this hardcore inside fake and then take it to the sidelines. All week, we practiced. And, and my favorite thing is I ran Michael Vick down the bootleg and got a sack. Mike takes the snap under duress, running away from Kevin Williams. Sacked! He's sacked by Jared Allen. But he's a hell of a lot better out there. <laughs> but Bob told us, he was like, I'm telling you, as soon as he breaks, run straight to the sideline. Right. Don't fall for any Pursuit fake. Angle. Just run yeah. to the sideline. So all week, I mean, that was our drill, right? Boot action to the sideline. Boot action straight down the line to the sideline. And sure enough, it came in the game. It came. I ran straight to the sideline. He was faking. I was able to catch up to him because he was faking. <laughs> got him out of, you know, got him to the sideline for the sack. And so I think, you know, that's where in today's game where you where they try to use like this whole, you know, team concept rush. A, you don't capitalize on, on the individual talents that you have to, and, and what a sack does to a to an offense. Right. Um, and not to mention, and you know, you don't you don't want anybody to get hurt. But if you can hit the court of the starter enough times and get to the back of your chances of winning are a lot better. Uh, and so yeah, I, I that's that would be my problem with it is that you know, don't don't take don't take my strengths away because we're afraid of somebody. Let's shoot our Absolutely. shot. Like I I'm gonna go down guns a blaze, and so let's shoot our shot. If we replace each other, we can have concepts. We can set traps for these guys, and then we can figure out, you know, angles of pursuit afterwards. And you might lose some, but, you know, majority of the time, you're going to be better off than just this cautious pitter-patter, you know, rush. (laughs) Jared Allen, man, look, man, I could talk to you for four hours (laughs) about everything in life, man. Great perspective, guys. And that will do it for this week's NFL Total Access to Locker Room. For more insight with a locker room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.